Somebody I haven't talked to in ages because of the traveling is Brad Bannon. Brad runs Bannon Communications Research, a polling message development and media firm. They help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and public campa- political campaigns. He also contributes to The Hill in Washington, D.C. and to MyTiller.com, the social media site for politics. He's a lecturer in poli-sci at Salem State University in Salem, Mass. More than a pleasure to have on the program, back on the show this and next hour, my buddy who co-hosts with me every Friday and we're back together again. We didn't break up. Uh, Brad Bannon. Hey, Brad, uh, happy Friday. I'm glad to be with you. I've missed being on with you, buddy. Yeah, I'm glad to be back on with you, Leslie. You know, this is our anniversary, you know. Is it? Yes, it, to my I think the first time I was ever on with you was in October of 2006. So it's our 10th year anniversary. Oh, my wow. God. That's right, actually. I just, really? Yep, I think that's right because I remember I remember actually booking Brad because I was booking back then. Uh, not, Andrew wasn't. And I remember having him on. And it's funny because I remember Leslie, both Leslie and I off air were like, man, this guy's good because Brad was just nailing all these polls and the stuff that was happening and you know, his predictions were all becoming correct. So I remember we just wanted him on more and more. And then finally we were just like, will you come on every week? And, you know, we weren't sure if he would say yes. And, of course, in a Brad fashion, he's like, sure, you know. <laughs> and the rest is history. That's right. Um, so, Brad, what would you get me? <laughs> uh, it's in the mail. I've sent it uh, a uh, drone from Amazon. It's going to deliver it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Man, I'm looking forward to that. I think it, it, I think Amazon delivers quicker than it takes the time for me to buy the bloody things online. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, you know me. I'm, I'm uh, uh, technologically phobic and moronic uh, in my own right, uh, but I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Uh, thanks to Marky Mark uh, and Andrew especially. Uh, Brad, before we talk about stuff, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we sure uh, do. You have always, at least on this show, been right with your predictions. You predicted Donald Trump would be the nominee. You predicted Bar- Barack Obama be the president. It was going to be a landslide. There'd be Amanda, all that. So, um, 538 started a few months ago. I mean, Hillary was up high for a chance to win the presidency. It went all the way down to like 60 62%. I didn't even check it today. I think yesterday it was 87%. Is it's Hillary... 92 point, it's 92% today. It's 92% today. Okay. Do you agree with that? Does she, in your opinion, have that much of a chance to be... In other words, is this a done deal or is there something left with three weeks to go, uh, practically, a little more than three weeks to go? Is there anything that Donald Trump, WikiLeaks, or anybody else could drop for Hillary Clinton not to be elected, or do you think that people who are pro-Donald Trump are going to come out en masse and shock uh, everyone, including the GOP? Well, I think uh, the 538 prediction of 92% likelihood of her winning is just about right. Uh, All sorts of strange things you can never anticipate uh, happen in American politics, but the reality is uh, Hillary Clinton is very well positioned uh, to win this election. Uh, Depending upon which national poll you look at, she's anywhere uh, from six points to ten points ahead of Trump. Uh, And remember, Barack Obama one by beat Mitt Romney by less than six percent. Well, he so, was he was uh, going yeah. in, he was going in. Was it was it that into the first debate or the last debate? He was only point seven up on Romney. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, you know, the Obama-Romney race was uh, pretty close uh, all the way to the end. Uh, and, in fact, so close that uh, Mitt Romney and uh, most Republicans thought he was going to win on Election Day, uh, but they were wrong. Uh, but, you know, the reality is Hillary Clinton has a much bigger lead over Donald Trump now uh, than Barack Obama ever did over Mitt Romney. And, you know, I would argue that uh, Trump's in a death spiral now. Uh, He's had a horrible two or three weeks, and there's no sign that it's uh, getting any better. He He's getting worse, if anything. Uh, I think he's uh, just making things worse and worse and worse than they already are. Um, uh, Brad, uh, like I said, before we get to the issues, and we're coming up on a break here shortly, um, and we also have calls, we have a lot to do. When we come back, um, I want your prediction, if she's going to win, if you think it's going to be a landslide, a mandate, um, what you think will happen in the swing states, what red states, if any, will turn blue. 
and then what after the election will happen with Donald Trump. We're going to be back with Brad Bannon, get the answers to all that and you right here on the only true democracy and talk radio. Don't go away. Oh my God, this is for Brad and I because it's our 10-year anniversary. How hysterical. Uh, But first, I need to tell you folks about this. Geico has been saving people money for over 75 years. Okay, Brad, trivia question. Who sang that? And do not Google. Yeah, all right. That's that's cute. I like that song. Do you know who sang it? Uh, Oh, Reunited. No, no. Do you know the the group, the 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 people no, that I sang? I don't. I don't. Peaches and Herb, man. Peaches and Herb, and they Peaches were. Peaches and Herb. They I were a couple, and who that. knows if they're still together today. Uh, but uh, anyway, Brad, we does are that so- mean you're Peaches and I'm Herb? Ah, yes, it is. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And on that note, let's talk about Donald Trump. <laughs> but before we do. Uh, but before we do, um, I want to talk about what I asked you before the break. So I, I want your predictions. Uh, one, who will win the presidency, Clinton or Trump? Well, tr- uh, Clinton. Okay. Two, will it be a landslide or will she have the mandate? I don't think it will be a landslide, uh, mainly because there there is a hardcore of Trump supporters that will support him hell or high water. And right now, uh, Trump is in hell up to his armpits in water. Uh, but there's a certain group of Americans who will stick with him, uh, regardless who thick and thin. Uh, so I don't think, I think it will be comfortable. I think he'll, I think Clinton will beat uh, Trump by more than Obama beat Romney. Yeah, but so did, wait, 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 wait. Didn't they say that Obama, when Obama beat Romney, I thought they were calling it a landslide. Uh, well, uh, I have to do double check, but uh, the uh, you know I I, I, look, I do think that uh, she'll you know she'll win by a bigger margin than Obama did uh, in 2012. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a landslide. Uh, it all depends. Well, you what, what do the, you con- what do you consider a landslide if she's going to win by a bigger margin than Obama? So that folks know. Uh, I would say that. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if you see something in the range of uh, Hillary Clinton in the low 50s, uh, Trump in the low 40s, uh, with the rest of the vote scattered between uh, Stein, uh, uh, the uh, Libertarian candidate, uh, and also the other Republican candidate, uh, Evan McMullen, who right. is having actually more of an impact on the race than Stein and Johnson, because uh, he is... Uh, taking away a lot of Trump votes in places like Alaska and Utah, where Hillary Clinton is actually uh, has small leads in those states. So let me put it this way. I think it will be, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Clinton won by 10 points. I think where you see the real landslide is in the Electoral College. Uh, I do think the Electoral College is going to be a landslide because right now Clinton is winning pretty much in all the battleground states. Uh, And she could, uh, I think uh, Obama won 331 electoral votes in 2012, and I think Clinton could do even better than that. All right, let's talk talk about those states. Pennsylvania, uh, uh, you know, Clinton or Trump? Uh, Clinton. Florida. Clinton. Michigan. Clinton. Wisconsin. Clinton. Missouri. Trump. Nevada. Nevada. Clinton. I keep saying, doing that Boston accent. Nevada. Um, uh, uh, Clinton. Colorado. I'm not done uh, yet. I'm saving, the, the, be- I'm saving the best for last, Mark. Uh, go ahead. Colorado? Yeah, I think I think Colorado will be Clinton. I think actually that will be a pretty easy one. And win. you said Florida Clinton, correct? Yeah, Florida is definitely Clinton. I think how, how about, wait, wait, two more. Arizona. Okay. Arizona. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to give that. I'm going to give that one to Trump. And last but not least, the one she does not need to win the presidency, but he does. Ohio. I think Trump might win Ohio. Uh, you know, the reality is he's much more likely to win Ohio uh, than he is Florida. 
uh, or Virginia um, or Colorado or Wisconsin. I think that's the one, Ohio's the one, you know, big state where Trump has some uh, staying power. Uh, do, but, do you, you think, know, do you think? wins Ohio, we're talking about an electoral vote landslide because I think all the other battleground states we'll uh, will go to Clinton. Is there any state that's read that Hillary Clinton or her supporters or voters will flip to blue? Uh, yeah, there are certainly a couple possibilities. Uh, one is a very strange one, uh, is Utah. Uh, Trump has never been very popular in Utah. Uh, he, uh, he got, he lost there in the uh, primary. Uh, and, uh, right now the, uh, Salt Lake City, uh, paper did a poll early in this week, uh, and it showed uh, Clinton, I think, had a one-point lead over Trump. And the interesting thing about that survey is that the uh, the independent candidate, Evan McMullen, who is a Republican national security uh, expert, uh, was just barely behind Trump. So I think what's happening in Utah is that essentially the Republican vote is getting divided between Trump and Evan McMullen. Uh, and uh, so Hillary Clinton may have a chance uh, to make Utah blue for the first time, uh, you know, since, uh, you know, Noah's Ark. Um, I I also want to know uh, with regard to – God, there's so many questions I asked before the break. Um, okay, so at what point am I going to bed? I mean, you can use East Coast time, and I'll just subtract three. What time do you think it's going to be over? Is it going to go pretty quickly, do you think? Is, or is it going to be a nail by the I think the it will be pretty quickly, and you'll get a, uh, a nice, long sleep that night. Oh, I love that. I love that. And then um, on top of it, um, you know, so the people understand, to have a mandate, it's based on the popular vote, not the electoral vote, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Commonly, people define uh, the mandate as a uh, uh, as the popular vote as opposed to electoral vote. But you know what really, in my mind, this, uh, makes it or makes or breaks it as a landslide uh, is what happens in the congressional races. Uh, well, that's my, ne- that's my next question, okay, because you're predicting. Senate, Democrat or Republican majority, House, Democrat or Democrat. Pu- Democrat. How, about, how, the, how, how about the House? I think what's going. To, I think the Republicans are going to hold the House, but right now they have a 30-seat advantage, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's shrunk to like maybe a 10 uh, a 10 seat advantage. I think the Republicans are going to hold on to the House, but I think they're going to lose a fair number of seats, which will make it very difficult for Paul Ryan to run the House next year. Well, we have heard uh, Donald Trump is not some but Donald Trump. So tell me what you think Donald Trump will do in the supporters. And let me be more specific. Uh, some people say he will uh, you know, have some big reality show that he will continue to have press conferences and make it difficult for Clinton to, to lead and get things done, um, that he will further try and destroy the Republican Party or he'll just go off and start his own TV network. That's another thing. And, and, and that means he won't go away, but in a different uh, way. And then there are those that support Trump that have said if Hillary wins, there'll be a revolution. And that makes me fearful because some of these people have definitely, uh, you know, uh, spouted some uh, violent rhetoric. Um, So uh, I want to know, what do you think is going to happen? Um, Will there be a revolution by his supporters? What do you think is going to happen with the GOP and with Trump after November 8th if he loses? Well, the GOP right now is a basket case. Uh, the first Republican president, uh, Abraham Lincoln, oh boy, what would he think of this party today? Scary just to think about it. Anyway, Lincoln said a house divided cannot stand, uh, cannot stand. Uh, and uh, that's where the Republican Party is right now. It is deeply divided. Uh, you have Republicans in Washington uh, who hate Trump, are scared to death of him, uh, and are running away from him, uh, you know, faster than, uh, uh, you know, faster than, you know, your basic uh, winner of a 400-yard uh, track meet. Uh, so uh, the Republican Party is going to be deeply divided. There are going to be a lot of recriminations, especially since I think they're going to lose the Senate majority and have a much smaller majority in the House. So right now the Republican Party is and will continue to be a basket case. You know, one of the things to keep in mind here, if Hillary Clinton does win uh, the popular vote, and I think she will, uh, Democrats will have won the popular vote in 
uh, the last six out of seven presidential races. Uh, the only exception being George Bush's in uh, 2000, George W. Bush's in 2004. And the reality is it's getting to the point where the Republicans can't compete at the presidential level, uh, and they only seem to be making things worse than trying to do things that will improve the party's standing. Um, okay, so then what do you think happens after November 8th with the revolution that Trump supporters claim they're going to have? And what do you, if you had to predict, where do you think we're going to see Donald uh, Trump uh, end up? Because I don't think he's going to go away or quietly. I mean, he's oh, going no, he's he's to say it's he's going to say it's rigged. He's going to be he's going to. Uh, he he, wait, 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 wait. This is where I think yes. Trump is right now. I think Trump figures has already figured out that Hillary Clinton's going to win the presidential election. And honestly, I think Trump's main goal right now is to make sure that when he goes down, he takes the Republican Party down with him. That's how much trouble the Republican Party is in. Uh, I think, you know, there's all sorts of rumors about him starting a media conglomerate uh, that will uh, compete with Fox News for, uh, you know, conservative viewers. Uh, And in terms of armed revolution, let me tell you something that happened today in Virginia. Uh, some armed, and I say armed, Trump supporters showed up uh, at the uh, campaign headquarters of a uh, Democratic candidate for Congress, uh, and they were there to protest uh, uh, on behalf of Donald Trump. These people were armed. Like they showed up with a bunch of signs. They showed up with guns. Wow. So you think you think we're gonna? Um, uh, you, you think they're gonna be the problems? I think there's going to be trouble because all you have to do is, you know, a couple of days ago I was watching. Well, and what were they protest? What were they protesting? Uh, they were just uh, basically, you know, pissed off people uh, who were angry uh, that you know Democrats are beating up on poor Donald. Uh, and you know, fine, you know, everybody should be able to go around and protest, uh, but I think you got to draw the line when the protesters show up with guns. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to take um, some. Uh, we're going to take some calls. So you don't think that he is going to uh, go away at all? Are you, wait, 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 wait. One thing you said was you think that he knows that Hillary's going to win. I don't. I, I do agree with her that he lives in his own, you know, parallel universe, his own reality. Um, and I mean, when he says that he's winning every debate, I think he really believes that, even though the polls don't show that. Um, when he says you know he's going to win the presidency, I think he really believes that. Even though the polls in early election, early uh, voting uh, results are showing that Clinton is favored right now, um, I, so uh, do you really think he believes she will win? I, I, even if he knows that he knows that he knows, I don't think he can swallow that pill. Well, you know, it may be one of those things where, you know, he intellectually or emotionally thinks he can win. But honestly, I think just from watching him talk, the things he says and the way he says them, I just think at this point he's just his main goal is to do as much damage as possible on his way out. You know, I'm not the one to psychoanalyze Donald Trump. I don't think the greatest psychologist in the world could do that. Uh, But, you know, he sounds like a man uh, who's very angry uh, that he's getting beat, uh, and he's determined to make everybody else's life uh, miserable in the meantime, Hillary Clinton's and his party. Do you think that people will hurt? Do you think supporters of Trump will end up using some of those arms and hurting individuals who supported Hillary or perhaps even try you know, and hurt Hillary Clinton or her family I'm themselves. Brad, you got to let me finish the question. Uh, it, 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 do you think that the uh, Trump supporters will try and hurt Clinton supporters or even uh, perhaps Democrats in office, including uh, hopefully future President Clinton or her husband or anybody in her family? I think, you know, I've watched the videotapes of some of those Trump rallies. They're very angry people. Uh, They feel the system uh, is uh, against them. And, you know, know, all I have to do is look what happened in Virginia today. And I think things are going to get pretty ugly. Yeah, I I fear that. And And I hope that doesn't happen because... You know, we have enemies like ISIS. We don't need them within our borders. Let's take some calls. 8886-LESLIE's the number. Brad and I standing by here to take your phone calls. And uh, let's start it out with Dave in Portland, Oregon, line two, listening on KBBR 1340 AM. In North Bend, uh, Dave is joining us. Uh, Dave, good afternoon. 
Hey, good afternoon, Leslie. Hey. I have, um, first of all, I wanted to start out with a question regarding uh, Donald Trump and his uh, his uh, uh, comment uh, uh, about sexual assault. And my question is, it's a sort of a legal question, and that is uh, regarding Billy Bush. If, if, if it is proven that that Donald actually committed a crime prior to making that statement to Billy Bush, does that make him an accessory to a crime for not reporting it? Brad? Well, uh, in my opinion, yes. And I think NBC News feels the same way because they booted his butt off to fired him uh, earlier in the week. Uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, I think it is some kind of crime. And I think his former employer, NBC News, felt the same way, which is why they fired his butt. Caller? thing regarding the, uh, the the revolution from the right uh, frankly I, I just feel like a lot of those people are just all talk and no and and, and nothing else uh, uh, but as I've often said to other uh, Republican friends of mine who make statements like that is that don't mistake our passive nature for cowardice Hang on, hang on. That's a very good point. we got to take a break. Don't go away. We're going to do uh, Talk Media News after this break. We'll continue with this conversation. Brad's with us through the next hour. And we're going to be talking about all aspects of this election, the coming debate next week in Las Vegas uh, on Wednesday, and uh, what's around the corner perhaps uh, in three weeks. Uh, Brad Bannon just shared armed protesters in Virginia, Trump supporters outside Democratic campaign headquarters there. I'm Leslie Marshall, back with Brad Bannon. Back with you if you're holding to talk. Hang on. We're coming. If you want to join us. 8886 Leslie 8886537543 more in a moment. Hey there, I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. TGIF. Brad Bannon's in the house. We got your calls at 8886 Leslie coming up and we have some updated uh, information uh, regarding the upcoming election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. On Monday night, live from Las Vegas, I will be on a special special report with Brett Baer at 6 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. On Tuesday, I will be on Happening Now at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel Live from Vegas and at 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox Business Channel on the Intelligence Report with Trish Regan. Early Wednesday morning at 4 and 5 a.m. Eastern, I will be on Fox and Friends first on Fox News Channel. And then later on Wednesday, sometime, and we'll give you the exact between 9 a.m. and noon Eastern, I will be on Varney and Company on uh, Fox uh, Business Channel. Uh, Thursday morning, uh, excuse me, uh, let me see, did I miss anything? And then Wednesday afternoon, yes, excuse me, I'll be in America's Election HQ headquarters, 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel, uh, live on set uh, from Vegas at the MGM Grand, somewhere at the 80th floor, some by the pool, and that will be with Martha McCallum. On Thursday morning, once again at 4 and 5 a.m. Eastern, I'll be on Fox and Friends First live from Vegas. And then I'm jumping on a plane to D.C. and uh, Friday morning, you can hear me on uh, News Talk in Dublin on uh, George Hook's uh, uh, From the Right Hook. He is a, a conservative. I will be on radio there. We will post that, and you'll be able to hear via a link. And uh, Friday night, live from our nation's capital, I will be uh, on set in D.C. with Brett Baer, live on Special Report with Brett Baer, 6 p.m. Eastern. And then I'll head back home to Los Angeles on Saturday. You guys think I uh, don't work hard, huh? (laughs) And I'll try and write a column uh, in between that. And I've got some great folks uh, sitting in for me here throughout the week next week. I appreciate that so I can be at the debates. And then after that, except for Thanksgiving and Christmas, y'all, I should just be here uh, where I want to be with all of you. Uh, uh, And uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. I got a little message here. Um, And uh, before I go to Brad, I do want to mention, please listen up, folks. Today is the last day to register to vote in the presidential election in four great states, Idaho, Oklahoma, New York, and North Carolina. You can check if you're registered, in case you're not sure, at www.canivote.org. Once again, if you live in Idaho, Oklahoma, New York, or North Carolina, today is your last day to register to vote. How do you know? Go to canivote.org. Brad Bannon's in the house. So are your phone calls. We have a lot going on. And in the last hour, we had talked to Brad 
um, about mandates. And I asked him a question about Hillary winning by a mandate, if it's the, uh, you know, you know, does it based on the electoral college, the popular vote. And Brad, you had an update to that question, whether or not Hillary Clinton uh, can have, will have, predictably, on November 8th if she wins um, or needs to even have a mandate and how that's determined. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I did a little research during the break. Uh, in 2012, uh, Barack Obama beat uh, Romney by four points and the popular vote 51 to 47 percent. Um, I think it's quite possible uh, that uh, that uh, Hillary Clinton will beat uh, Trump by a bigger margin than the four-point advantage that uh, Bill, uh, that uh, Barack Obama had over Mitt Romney. Uh, it was even more lopsided in the Electoral College. Uh, Barack Obama won 332 electoral votes. Uh, Mitt Romney only won 206. Now, I'd be willing, I think there's a good possibility that uh, Clinton will beat Trump by more than uh, the four points advantage Obama had in 2012. And I I think she'll match or even better uh, the 332 electoral votes. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. So she might just get that, what she needs uh, to have that mandate, correct? Right. Okay. Um, Let's uh, go to the calls. We have a lot of calls to take, and we have more issues to talk about. But for... Okay, let's uh, – okay, then I need you guys to put it in order if you don't mind. Let's go to Charles in Louisiana, line four, listening on our stream, uh, our Spreaker stream from iHeartRadio. Va- Charles, good afternoon on line four. Welcome. Question or comment in this hour? Yeah, lastly, we got the same name as my youngest daughter. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> did you fly first class between 75 and 90? What 75 and 90? Well, 1975 and 1990, did you fly first class? Probably not. Okay. Well, the minute that woman said that uh, she was supposed to be groped on the airplane, the minute she said the armrest between the seats disappeared, she wasn't in first class. Well, first of all, you're wrong, because I have flown first class since. And it really depends on what airline you're on. Uh, because my husband and I have flown business of first and put the armrest up even in coach. So, uh, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I really, really going to go there. Go ahead, Charles. But no, there yeah, are, it, it, deba- it depends on the aircraft and not just the airline, but the type of aircraft. For example, uh, right now from I just had to book a flight uh, from uh, D.C. back home oh. to L.A. And, and, not, and, and there were five different aircrafts, five different aircrafts on an airline. So, no, I, I don't I don't buy your uh, I don't buy. No offense, Charles. I think a pathetic attempt at trying to prove her wrong okay and even if her even if she on the plane there's seven others are they all lying or do you want to go like you know google seats okay another thing if she would have been if since you fly first class you know you know they got a lot of flight attendants if he would have uh groped her there would have been a flight attendant there in a second actually that is wrong and i'm going to tell you why it is wrong right now there is legislation in congress Because there have been, for decades, increased instances of attempted and actual sexual assault, attempted rape, and child molestation on planes. There is a case against a priest. There's a case against a rabbi. There's a guy that actually followed a woman into the bathroom and tried to rape her, and the flight attendants couldn't get in, and there was no marshal on the plane. There are children that are sitting next to their parent in the middle seat and next to somebody else, and when they fall asleep, they sometimes wake up to a stranger's hand on their private area or putting their hand on the stranger's private area. There are women that have woken up to men uh, with uh, their hands on their breast um, or their vagina. Um, so there are numerous cases, so much so that there's bipartisan effort in our Congress right now uh, to legislate that. So you are wrong. There are only so many flight attendants. Their job, although, is safety. Here's the problem. The reason there is legislation, there's nothing a flight attendant, nothing a flight attendant can do except perhaps move your seat. If you, if you, If I wake up, and a man has taken my hand and put it on his penis, and I tell a flight attendant, there's only one thing she can do is move my seat. There is nothing, there is no guideline by the FAA, rules, regulations, or guidelines by the FAA to flight attendants 
or pilots right now when we're 35,000 feet in the air. And hopefully that legislation going forward would change that. Charles, thank you for your call. Brad, do you have anything to say on that? Well, yeah, if you watch the infamous Entertainment Tonight video, Donald Trump admitted in that that he had groped women. So, you know, Donald Trump admitted... Yeah, this guy, this guy's trying to... Yeah. So we should, you know, there's no argument here. Well, he's trying to discredit the woman on the plane, and even if he was discrediting her by, I'm sorry, Charles, but that ridiculous outlandish example. Leslie, real quick, there, there, is, there, are seven, there are seven individuals, and as a matter of fact, we can even Google uh, the armrest, I, but I'm being serious. For example, okay, I'm going to give you a real example, okay? I sat in the exit row in coach going on American Airlines from Los Angeles to St. Louis, direct nonstop on a certain type of plane. I'm just going to say 737, 757, whatever the heck it was, okay? I sat in exit row 14 or 16. It was one of those, okay? In the in the seat, let's say, 14 uh, A. Uh, a or, no, I was in the middle, B, okay? On the way to St. Louis, my seat reclined, and my arms went up. On the way back, same seat, 14B or 16B, whatever the hell it was, exit row, right? From St. Louis to L.A., direct nonstop, same type of aircraft, same airlines, American Airlines. My seat did not recline. My arm did not go up. Same airline, same aircraft, same row. So even within the type of aircraft, within an airline, in the same row, uh, different seats. And the lady next to me said, yeah, this row doesn't recline. I said, it, it reclined a couple of days ago when I was flying here. She goes, really? You know, so it it, it really depends. And people in the aircraft, in, the airline industry would speak uh, to that better. Mark, go ahead. You had something to say, dear? Uh, if you want to read the, the, this came from Katrina Pearson, Trump's surrogate, uh, talking about what, what that man said. He just repeated her verbatim. And what I just put in your uh, okay, messenger I- has been... It's been okay. debunked if you want to read it. Phil Derner Jr. is the founder of NYC Aviation. It's actually a website for airplane enthusiasts. This is for Charles and everybody listening because we like to have facts. Uh, and I just shared with you some of my own experiences. Yahoo News, is, uh, he told this to Yahoo News. Aircraft types that she mentioned flew into all New York City area airports back then. Quote, even larger aircraft like the DC-10 or the L-1011, as big as they were, did fly into what many would consider to be a smaller airport like LaGuardia. He said, in fact, those aircraft types were built for smaller airports like LaGuardia. I don't fully understand where she got that information, but that is simply incorrect. Now, this was in response, not to what Charles was saying, but to what Katrina Pearson, Trump surrogate, was saying. Trump, Katrina, Katrina Pearson was discussing what kinds of airplanes were around when the alleged sexual con- assault occurred. She said that in the early 80s, the only commercial jet airliners available were the McDonnell Douglas DC-9, the McDonnell Douglas DC-10, and the McDonnell Douglas MD-80, and perhaps the Lockheed L-1011 TriStar. But, she continued, the flight was heading to New York, so Trump and Leeds could not have been aboard the DC-10 or L-1011. Well, you just heard Phil Derner who is the founder of NYC Aviation, a website for plane, airplane enthusiasts, uh, debunk that. Thank you, uh, my great crew, for getting me that information. Thank you. Uh, Brad, let's continue with more calls, and uh, we have some audio. we got a lot to do in this hour. Sound great. Right? Okay. And I have no, uh, no qualms with you, by the way, sharing your opinion. None at all. Um, but uh, just, you know, want, you know, it, it just can't throw that caca out there. Just by the way, like Yoko Ono and Hillary didn't have an affair. Debunked. Uh, Ishmael, Virginia, line two, listening on Tuned In. Ishmael, question or comment? Yes, thank you. Um, I'm spending time with my wife and daughter today, and then I have a question, and they have a question. They want to know about Miss USA pageant and Miss Teen pageant with the uh, statement that Trump said that he walked in. What's going to happen? Is it going to continue? Does he own it? Or, or I don't believe Trump owns. My crew can look that up. My understanding is that he no longer owns that pageant and that where it was broadcast, or he no longer owns the rights to that. Am I correct in that? My crew will look that up for you, Ishmael. What's your next question? And the next question um, for both of you are, is, did we dodge a bullet with Trump? If this was um, Cruz or Bush or uh, Rubio, do you think we're going to... Um, uh, Hillary's going to win. I think she's going to win, definitely. But I just want to know if he does a budget. I'm sorry. I got the answer. Miss USA is an American beauty pageant. It has been held annually since 1952. um, And and, and that was not owned by, uh, excuse me, the Miss Universe organization operates both pageants as well as Miss Teen USA, to your point. 
The pageant was owned by Donald Trump from 96 to 2015, previously broadcast on NBC. He has not owned it since uh, 2015, so he has not been the owner for approximately a year. Okay, that's very good. Very so go good, ahead, try, good. repeat question number two. And, and that's my question number two is just for both of you. Did we... Um, uh, I'm dodge a bullet, you said. Did we dodge a yes. bullet? Go ahead, keep going. And I just, you know, if this was Rubio or uh, or Bush or uh, um, Cruz, do you think Hillary would have a clear sailing winning the election? I'm going to let Brad answer that after this quick break, Ishmael, so you can hang on or hang up to listen to the response. We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. Back after this. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Brad, did we dodge a a bullet to answer Ishmael's question? Who's listening for his answer off the air? Well, uh, I think uh, Hillary Clinton would have uh, defeated uh, Marco Rubio uh, and Ted Cruz. Uh, The one candidate that I think she would have had a lot of trouble with uh, is uh, John Kasich from Ohio. Uh, Kasich, I think, would have been a better candidate. Certainly anybody would have been a better candidate than Trump, and I think he would have been a better candidate than the other GOP hopefuls. Uh, But I think he would have... Rubio is too weak and spineless to be a credible presidential candidate. Uh, Ted Cruz is too far to the right. Uh, And again, uh, I think she would have defeated either of them. But uh, she would have had trouble against John Kasich. But but fortunately for Democrats, uh, the Republican primary voters ignored him, except in his home state. Yep, absolutely. I agree 100%. Let's continue with the calls. We go to Max in Charlotte, North Carolina, listening on WPEK 880, The Revolution on Line 5. Max, good afternoon. Question or comment? Uh, hi. Uh, you, you know, the, but the thing is, is that people like over here in North Carolina, they're sick of, uh, of the politician. They're sick of the Republican. So that's why most people are just stepping, you know, are, are, aren't supporting any of them. I'm a liberal. Okay, and um, I am sick of the Democrats. I honestly believe that uh, the, the, the presidency is being stolen by, to me, the, uh, the Republicans and Democrats are together. They're ripping I mean, who are they, who are they, who are they? Who are they stealing it from? Okay, well, they're stealing it from the American people. They're stealing it from our candidate, Bernie Sanders. You know what? I I understand you love Bernie. I love Senator Sanders. But Senator Senator Sanders himself said that the election was not stolen from him. It doesn't matter what he says. Okay, so it it doesn't matter what he says, and he's the guy you say it was stolen from? Because he already already stepped out of it. What matters now, and I'm just saying that the way that we feel, the American, uh, a lot of the American people... Actually, I, no, the, your poll numbers are shrinking, those of you that feel that way. Oh, okay. Well, actually, you know what? I, I, I looked at the poll numbers, and, and only 33% of Americans think that Hillary Clinton would actually be a good president. Really? Where, where, what, what that's poll? Wrong, what, by what, the way. What, what, that that, is completely... Where is that fact? That, what poll? That, you look what, poll? poll what poll? What poll? What poll? All the polls... Put them, put them up there, and, and all the polls are the polls. All, the, all the polls say that uh, the, all the polls are a bunch of you know what. You just said uh, you just said thirty three percent of Americans. Stop talking when I'm forever. talking. I'm not your mommy, and I want my okay, kids don't interrupt my me. You don't interrupt me either. Percentage I, I just, percentage of Americans that you said what thirty three percent of Americans don't think okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. And where and where where and where is that poll? That that's at the, at the polls, the Gallup polls. The rest of the polls are a bunch of, you know okay. what? Okay. So Gallup is the only poll you believe. So hold on. I want hold on a sec. Uh, uh let, let Brad go ahead because Brad, you are a a pollster guy. Go ahead. Well, uh, as we speak, as we were speaking, I looked up the latest poll, by national poll by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, oh, no, no, no. He wants Gallup. He says that every other poll except for uh, Yeah, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will give you the latest numbers from Gallup on Hillary Clinton. Don't go away. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome back. Happy Friday. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance at Geico.com. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. And we had a caller before the break talk about uh, 33%. So we, but he only wants Gallup. So let's go to Gallup, okay? Um, Gallup did have a poll 
um, almost a month ago in September that said that. Since then, there was a poll with 33% on U.S. satisfaction, Americans and their satisfaction with the United States, which, by the way, since that poll in the middle of September is up now uh, higher uh, than 33%. Uh, but let's look at Gallup's poll ratings regarding Hillary Clinton and people who favor her to be president, okay? And this is between October 7th and 11th. This is Gallup. The Republicans favor her by 7%, independents by 32%, and Democrats by 84%. So to our caller's percentage, you say Americans, well, it really depends where on the spectrum politically an American considers themselves. Um, And uh, Republicans who favor Donald Trump, 64%, independents, 26%. And Democrats five. Brad, do you have any poll numbers from Gallup that you would like to add to the mix? Uh, no, but let me say this: the uh, I went to a poll tracking site while during the break, and the last national poll to ask the question uh, that Charles raised was a CBS national poll uh, that came out last week. Uh, and according to the CBS national poll, 63% of the of voters think Hillary Clinton is prepared to be an effective president compared to 36% for Donald Trump. And if uh, he would like to check it himself, he can go to polling reports. Well, I, I'm sure he can, he can check it himself, but he only likes Gallup, and his name is Max. Um, so, Max, uh, there you have it. But to Max's point, Brad, there are people out there, about 75 or more percent of Bernie Sanders supporters are going to vote for Hillary. Those were the latest polls show. Uh, but for those Bernie Sanders strong you know, uh, holdouts, um, you know, and, and somebody like Max, for example, who feels that Democrats and Republicans have stolen the election from Bernie. I think maybe he forgot that, A, Bernie, although an independent, ran as a Democrat. And if he ran as an independent, maybe it would be a different conversation. Um, and, and to me, uh, Brad, what do those people do? They either stay home, which helps Donald Trump, or vote for Johnson or Stein, which helps Donald Trump. And Gary Johnson, in two out of three of the issues that matter most to those Sanders supporters, which are free education, college tuition, uh, student loan forgiveness – uh, Gary Johnson is a libertarian um, who has a federalist mind, um, you know, on angles and does not believe in free tuition, does not believe the government should give you an education, does not believe that the government should be able to give you student loans or forgive loans that you have one too. He is a staunch believer in the Second Amendment. He does not want strong gun control reform uh, and gun control measures, which is the second topic that's most important to Bernie Sanders holdouts and many supporters. And then third, climate change, um, which obviously I think is the only issue where uh, Gary Johnson may um, uh, agree with those folks. But this is a man who did not know what Aleppo was or where it was. And did not also know or could not name um, a foreign leader, which is a real problem if you want to be president for uh, international relations, diplomacy, and making decisions about our military. If you don't even know where the hell you may or may not send them uh, a bomb or whether or not you have an enemy there, you know, I mean, does he even know Assad is another foreign leader? Uh, Brad, uh, to Max's point on Bernie Sanders and the election being stolen from him. Well, uh, the short answer is, uh, ever since the Democratic Convention, uh, voters who had voted in the primary for Bernie Sanders have been steadily moving to Hillary Clinton. Uh, in the last two weeks, uh, as I see basically uh, somewhere between 80, uh, 80 and 85 percent of the Sanders supporters say they're going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, and I think as we get closer to the election, the Sanders people uh, uh, became more aware of what would happen if Donald Trump was elected president. And now just about all of them, except for maybe 10 or 15 percent, um, are supporting Hillary Clinton. And I would, I would add uh, that uh, Bernie Sanders has been actively campaigning for Hillary Clinton. I mean, it's not one of those quiet endorsements. He's been to Ohio, right. Pennsylvania, and a couple other states campaigning very vocally for Hillary Clinton. And that that's one reason why the Sanders people are now supporting Hillary Clinton, or just about all of them are. Uh, uh, you know, uh, most, uh, more, definitely majority. Charlie in Phoenix Online 2 is next, next listening on KPHX Radio. You had said, Charlie, Brad, you must have uh, had a crystal ball because he is our next caller. Charlie, good afternoon. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> there you go. How you Listen, doing? I, talk, I talk to a lot of uh, 
millennials and, and even older. And, and the thing that I'm an independent, and I think what most people, they're just tired of the same old, same old. I mean, it's been 20 years of establishment politicians that have, that have cheated and stole from the American people. Uh, a lot of people will tell you that they're no better off than 20 years ago. You can pull out some kind of polls. You can make up something. Okay, uh, Clinton, uh, you know, he just happened to be there uh, at the, uh, at the uh, uh, what do you call it, the computer boom. So the dot-com made everybody a lot of money. But that wasn't because of the government. It was because of uh, uh, entrepreneurship. And, well, Charlie, and let me, let me, because of time, let me ask you a question then. Poll after poll show that people with your mindset continue to vote the incumbents in time and time again in the House and the Senate. Now, remember, the president doesn't make laws. They have the power to sign the law into law or to uh, veto that. And, of course, no, Congress, that's... excuse me, and, of course, Congress, with a two-thirds majority, can override that veto. So what I'm, I'm confused about is if everybody's like, we're tired of the same old, same old, well, that's caca. Because if you and all the other independents are really tired of the same old, same old, you would vote the incumbents out in you democrats and republicans all vote the same people in again and again and again for decades i think you'll be surprised what happens in this election cycle and i'll be honest with you until there's either both turn limits and money out of politics there'll be thieves that want to be a politician So, so, so wait 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 i agree with you but let me ask you this okay because hillary clinton supports term limits and Hillary Clinton supports um, having uh, legislation to re- revisit and to overrule and to bring before the Supreme Court again Citizens United to make that go bye-bye because many of us, herself included, and she is a lawyer, feel it's unconstitutional. Uh, the other candidate, and I know you think John- Johnson and Stein are viable candidates, Stans- Stein's on maybe 38 ballots out of 50 states. Johnson's not going to be president it's a Ralph Nader vote. It's ta- it's taking your money, going to a horse race, and the horse isn't even racing. So the race is between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. That is not me being partisan. That is not me being pro-Hillary. That is a fact like two plus two is four. One of those two will be president. So you have to decide which one. He does not want term limits. He loves and benefits from Citizens United. And he has now eight women saying that he sexually um, assaulted them. Now, maybe he's not same old, same old, but that sounds pretty same old to me, putting a guy in there who's going to uphold some of the same old Supreme Court decisions and legislation or lack thereof with regard to term limits that have people thinking or angry like you are, Charlie. How did this discussion get to Trump's sexual prowess? Well, that is part. No, that's part, Charlie. That is part of the. That is part of the. No, 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 no. You just said Hillary. You just said we independents are tired of the same old, same old. So I'm saying your choice, if you don't vote for her, is to vote for him. And I'm just giving you the complete package. If you want to keep the sexual stuff out of it, he is in favor of Citizens United in that ruling by the Supreme Court, and he does not favor term limits. The two issues which you brought up. Well, you're going to see that it's going to start this year. It may not do it this year, but I probably have a pretty good feeling that the millennials, all the young people, and all the people that are just sick of the last 20 years, I mean, these both... What are they going to do? They're going to, if they stay home, Trump wins. If they vote for Gary Johnson, Trump wins. And if they vote for Donald Trump, Trump wins. And that will not get them anything they want because the millennials want free college. The millennials believe in climate change, which Donald Trump does not. The millennials believe in gun control, which Donald Trump does not. The millennia, the millennials have so many issues that are to the left of Hillary Clinton that certainly don't go to the right where Donald Trump is. Hang on, hang on. We gotta take a break, Charlie. I'm not hanging up on you. I, I can't control time. Believe me, I would if I could. We'll be back after this. Don't go away. Well, I'd love nothing more than to pretend like this isn't happening and to come out here and do my normal campaign speech. It would be dishonest and disingenuous to me to just move on to the next thing like this was all just a bad dream. This is not something that we can ignore. It's not something we can just sweep under the rug as just another disturbing footnote in a sad election season. Because this was not just a lewd conversation. This wasn't just locker room banter. This was a powerful individual speaking freely and openly about sexually predatory behavior. 
and actually bragging about kissing and groping women, using language so obscene that many of us were worried about our children hearing it when we turn on the TV. And to make matters worse, <laughs> it now seems very clear that this isn't an isolated incident. It's one of countless examples of how he has treated women his whole life. And I have to tell you that I listen to all of this and I feel it so personally. And I'm sure that many of you do too, particularly the women. The shameful comments about our bodies, the disrespect of our ambitions and intellect, the belief that you can do anything you want to a woman, it is cruel. It's, it's frightening. And the truth is, it hurts. It, it, it hurts. It's like that sick, sinking feeling you get when you're walking down the street, minding your own business, and some guy yells out vulgar words about your body. Or when you, you see that guy at work that stands just a little too close, stares a little too long, and makes you feel uncomfortable in your own skin. It's that feeling of terror and violation that too many women have felt when someone has grabbed them or forced himself on them and they've said no, but he didn't listen. Maybe we don't want to believe that there are still people out there who think so little of us as women. Too many are treating this as just another day's headline, as if our outrage is overblown or unwarranted as if this is normal, just politics as usual. But New Hampshire, yeah, be clear, this is not normal. This is not politics as usual. This is disgraceful, it is intolerable. And it doesn't matter what party you belong to, Democrat, Republican, Independent, no woman deserves to be treated this way. None of us deserves this kind of abuse. I, I, we opted to play that coming into the segment um, because our caller said, what does this have to do with it? And I just said to my producers, unless you're a woman, and ladies, you, you feel me on this, you have no idea, men. You have no idea what it's like for us in a workplace that's mostly male, what it's like for us when we walk down the street, what it's like for us if we go into a restaurant or bar to meet a friend, how uncomfortable we feel sometimes in the minutes before that friend arrives, how uncomfortable we feel walking down a street, walking in a parking lot when it's a little bit dark to our car. You have no idea. You may have daughters or mothers or sisters, and you may feel that way. And after that Friday tape, a number of Trump supporters, men and women, said enough is enough. Speaker Ryan said at his college address in Madison, Wisconsin, that if Democrats take over the Senate by electing Hillary Clinton, the new chairman of the Budget Tax Committee will be Bernie Sanders. And somebody said, Bernie supporters on the fence, that's a great reason to vote for Hillary. Somebody who supported Bernie Sanders up until the very end, was my executive producer, Mark Grimaldi. And Mark, I know you wanted to weigh in on our caller's remarks uh, regarding the, the two. First, the stealing of the election from Bernie, and then now the millennials, because uh, you're one of those people. I volunteered for Bernie Sanders' campaign. I did canvassing. I went door to door. I supported him. And the reason that I support Hillary Clinton is because of all the work that Bernie Sanders did to get his ideas into the Democratic platform. Those who supported Bernie Sanders, if you do not support Hillary Clinton now, everything you did from the day he launched his candidacy with maybe three or four reporters photograph videotaping it as if it was nothing to the day it exploded into a political revolution, as he calls it, will all be for literally nothing if people don't vote for Hillary Clinton, because that is ex all the work that he did. Everything has been squeezed into that platform. That is exactly where the work lies right now. And the only way that it can actually become anything that affects people's lives is if it is incorporated into our democracy. And the candidate who made that part of their platform 
is Hillary Clinton, the candidate who has rejected those ideas like overturning Citizens United, getting serious about climate change, not calling it a Chinese hoax like Donald Trump has, and enacting uh, loan-free college, uh, revitalizing our health care system and strengthening the Affordable Care Act, and so many other issues that Bernie Sanders talked about during the campaign will literally be for nothing. All that work will be gone if you don't vote for Hillary Clinton. That's not a threat. That's not being, you know, scaring people. It's just simply the truth. And it's don't take it from me. Take it from the man himself, Bernie Sanders, who said this is not the year for a protest vote. If you if you care about all these those issues, which that's what the Bernie Sanders movement was always about. What was it about issues? Think about the Democratic debates and what was talked about during those debates versus the debates of the Republican primary in the current debate. Donald Trump tears apart anything to do but the issues because he can't win on the issues. The debates between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders were issues, issues, issues. That is why people supported Bernie Sanders, and that is exactly what the Democratic platform reflects, which is strength on the issues, and that is what Hillary Clinton's uh, platform is now. So if you don't vote for her, then everything you did and Bernie did is for nothing. Oh, very well said. Uh, Brad, you have something to say? Should we take more calls? Well, what? Yeah. I'd like to say something about uh, the uh, uh, audio just played of Michelle Obama. Uh, if there's a silver, first of all, I think personally Michelle Obama has given the best two speeches of the campaign. The speech you just played and the speech she made at the Democratic National Convention. You can tell how heartfelt that speech was because you could hear her voice quiver as yeah. she gave it. Yes. And my guess is she was thinking of her two teenage daughters. Absolutely. Speech. Uh, and let's face it, if the, the beauty contestants uh, who have spoken out against Donald Trump, they were teenagers when he invaded their dressing rooms. So, uh, you know, that was a great speech, and I think that was the best comment on this whole disgusting affair uh, that I've heard so far. Okay, um, let's see. We have some um, audio, guys, right? Speaking of that woman, do we have uh, time for this? Or no, are we out of time uh, with regard to uh, the uh, uh, Summer Zervos? Okay, this is Summer Zervos, former Prentice contestant accusing Donald Trump of sexual assault. But felt that perhaps it was just his form of greeting. We sat and spoke. He was extremely complimentary. He said that he was impressed with how I handled myself on The Apprentice. He said that he had never met anyone with my combination of being smart, attractive, and with the largest set of balls as I had. He would say, he said that he would love to have, he said he would love to have me work for him. Mr. Trump said he would be coming to Los Angeles soon and he would contact me. I felt as though I was reaching for my brass ring. I was very excited. I felt as though my dream of working for Mr. Trump might come true. As I was about to leave, he again kissed me on the lips. This made me feel nervous and embarrassed. This is not what I wanted or expected. ...and began kissing me again very aggressively and placed his hand on my breast. I pulled back and walked to another part of the room. He then walked up, grabbed my hand, and walked me into the bedroom. I walked out. He then turned me around and said, let's lay down and watch some telly telly. He put me in an embrace and I tried to push him away. I pushed his chest to put space between us and I said, come on man, get real. He repeated my words back to me, get real, as he began thrusting his genitals. He tried to kiss me again with my hand still on his chest and I said, dude, you're tripping right now, attempting to make it clear. I was not interested. He said, what, what do you want? And I said, I came to have dinner. He said, okay, we'll have dinner. He paced around the room. He acted like he was a bit angry. He pointed out that someone had delivered a fruit basket. I felt that it was to show me how important he was. As we were waiting for dinner, I sat across the room for him as far away as possible. He started saying that he did not think I had ever known love or had ever been in love. I did not want to discuss my personal life with him. Then just before dinner arrived, he transformed into being all about business and began questioning me as though I was on a job interview. 
We are out of time, and I'm so sorry, folks. Please enjoy your weekend. Catch me on TV on Fox News Channel and Fox Business Channel next week. You can also watch it on our website, lesliemarshallshow.com. Brad, happy anniversary, buddy. So glad to have you with us. Mark and Andrew, I'll miss you guys next week, but I know you can hold down the fort. I'm Leslie Marshall. Have a wonderful and a safe uh, weekend, and hug those daughters, guys. We've got all the news right here. I'm going to stop you right there. I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chick intervention. Cosmic Chicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive through and change your life. For breakfast, you got this. Wake up breakfast. Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time.